0: Scripture reading this morning is from Paul's letter in 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6 to 15. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, he has scattered abroad his gifts to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion, and through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. The service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of God's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, Men will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ, and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. And in their prayers, for you their hearts will go out to you, because of the surpassing grace God has given you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift.
1: in this ministry in the church, but also this morning as well. It is greatly appreciated. As we get to the theme this morning, I just want to start off with some things for you guys and each of us to think about. Have you ever told yourself things like, well, you know what? I can't do that. I'm just too small. I can't do that. I'm too young. I can't do that. I'm not able to reach high enough. I can't do that. I'm not strong enough, smart enough, fast enough. I can't do that. I'm not brave enough. Well, if you ever thought these things before, first of all, you're probably the human being. Because we all think those things at times secondly you I say guys I use guys in a generic term okay you girls you girls are not in bad company you're in good company Moses said I can't go to Pharaoh I stutter when I speak Gideon said I can't save Israel I'm nobody and I'm from the weakest clan Isaiah said I can't speak for you God I'm not holy enough Jeremiah said, I can't lead. God, in fact he said, God, you're making a mistake. I'm too young. I can't speak. The woman at the well with Jesus said, I can't be a Jesus follower. I'm an adulteress and I'm a Samaritan. Mary Magdalene said, I can't be of any help. I'm a threat to society. I have seven demons in me. I can't I can't, I can't. Well, what did God do with these people who said, I can't? Do you think that God would have said, okay, folks, you're right. You are too small. You do speak badly. Um, You're possessed. I'm going to find somebody else. I don't think he'd respond that way. Now, God might say, well, you're partly right. You can't and he would qualify that statement with saying you can't but I can and because he can we can God blessed Moses to lead the Israelites out of Egypt to the promised land of Canaan God blessed Gideon with a small army to defeat Israel's enemies God blessed Isaiah to speak and to write a book that we still use today and his book has 66 chapters in it God blessed Jeremiah to warn the Israelites and to warn us. And Jeremiah too wrote a book, 52 chapters. These guys who had trouble speaking sure had a lot to say. God blessed the Samaritan adulterous woman at the well to be the first missionary. And God used Mary Magdalene, the once demon-possessed woman, to be the first witness at the resurrection to share this good news with the disciples. Nobody is too small or insignificant to be used, to be blessed, for God's glory and for his purposes. Nobody's too small or insignificant to be a blessing. God will bless us so that we too will be a blessing. We're people who are called to bless Earlier this month, uh, the Christian High School in London did a musical called Susico. Maybe some of you saw that. Some of you uh, participated in that, in fact. This story involved one of my favorite Seuss characters. Um, Besides the cat in the hat, he's a great character too. But one of my favorites is Horton. Horton the elephant. Horton hears these voices coming from this little speck of dust. And he is convinced, and he's trying to convince his friends to let them know that there is a living village on this tiny little speck of dust. And he's trying to convince all the people about this. And his role that he feels is to take care of this tiny speck of dust, which is holding this village on it. Now throughout the story and and the, the musical, Horton's favorite line is, A person's a person, no matter how small. Everyone has significance. And I love this story because it reminds us of how probably God sees this world and sees his people. We picture God, of course, so big, so majestic. And this earth to him is probably just like a little speck of dust. And we are those tiny little people on that little speck of dust. And yet, God cares for this world so much A person's a person, no matter how small. And God loves his people so much. And God blesses the world. God blesses his people. So verse 8, your theme verse this year. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Whereas Eugene Peterson's, the message states, God can pour out the blessings in astonishing ways so that you're ready for anything and everything. More than just ready to to do what needs to be done. More than just ready to do what needs to be done. It sounds like God is telling each of us to go to the edge of our comfort zone and take one more step beyond that. You've heard that phrase before. So what's a blessing? Well Leah and Lauren did a great job of sharing with children's message of what a blessing is. So I want to say again, thank you. Gems, thank you. Thank you girls. Thank you ladies for your participation in this service. It is always a blessing when the Gems participate in the service. So Gems, you are being a blessing to us today. But I think too often we use this word just kind of casually and, and without even thinking. And we say this term when we bless our food, and, and that was said in children's message too. Blessing is praying to God, talking with God. So that is a blessing, but sometimes we don't even think about it maybe. Let's bless this food. And we say bless you when somebody sneezes. We use this term often saying, Oh, I'm we're so blessed with this beautiful weather as we look outside today, or I'm so blessed with a great family. And you know, it's not untrue, but sometimes when we say the word blessing, I think sometimes maybe we're thinking different things. Sometimes just saying, Oh, I'm blessed with this beautiful day, could just mean, well, I'm fortunate with this beautiful day, or I'm quite lucky. Well, blessing is a favor from God. A blessing is grace. A blessing is a free gift from God. So God blesses us, as Scripture says, abundantly so that we can bless others. We can share that favor from God. We can share the grace from God. We can share God's good gifts that he gives to us with others. So I think a blessing comes from the heart. A blessing comes from the heart. And maybe not so much the mind. Because a blessing is not something that you give in order to get something back. A blessing from the heart is something that you give generously. You give cheerfully, as this passage states about giving money. But a blessing is something that will empower you and encourage you just to want to bless others. Not because you get something out of it, but because God has blessed us and he wants us to bless others. There was this movie that was released, uh, well, it's a few decades old already, so none of you were born. Oh, okay, some of you were born. (laughs) Karen. (laughs) Karen. So there was a movie released decades ago called Pay It Forward. It was about a young boy, Trevor, who was about your age at the time of the movie. And he was having to do a school project. The project was to think of an idea that would change the world. As we heard, a blessing changes us and changes the world. So he was to think of an idea that would change the world. For his project, he did something nice for three people. And in return, these three people were not to pay it back to Trevor, but these three people would then pay it forward and to do something nice for another three people. Well, you can imagine what would happen. This pay it forward would continue on, and this, of course, would then just multiply. One person starts with three, and those three with three, and it just multiplies. Eventually, people throughout his town and other parts of the country were doing something nice for one another. His pay-it-forward project made the headlines and the news reports. Now, he was doing a project for school. But part of that was he was blessing others. And in turn, it prompted others to bless others. See, God blesses us. He blesses you. Not just to keep the blessing to ourselves... But we will want to pay it forward. We will want to bless others. So when we bless, it comes from the heart. You can't be forced to give. You can't be forced to bless. You simply want to bless because you are blessed. And a blessing can be something that's a habit, that's habitual, that it's a regular thing, such as a weekly worship service or or weekly offerings we give of our offerings. But our blessing is to be a response to God's grace and his blessings with sincerity, with cheerfulness, with spontaneity. It's all about giving and blessing cheerfully from the heart. Now, in a couple of weeks... Yes, a couple weeks, it's Mother's Day. Now, let's say that some of you girls just happened to go to the store that weekend because you wanted some candies or chocolate just for yourselves. And you saw these beautiful bouquets of daffodils sitting there and then this big sign saying, it's Mother's Day. Oh yeah, it's Mother's Day. And so you think, okay, I'm going to buy my mom some flowers, some daffodils. And you get home and she's just admired by those flowers. And she takes them out of her hand, knowing that they're for her, and she puts them in this beautiful vase, and she says, Ah, this means so much that, that you were thinking of me. I'm so surprised. But then you respond to her, Wow, I'm your kid, and it's my duty to bring flowers to you on Mother's Day weekend. Or you say, well, I have to be honest. I really wasn't thinking of you. I saw this big sign saying it's Mother's Day. And then I saw these flowers on sale. So I thought I'd buy them for you. Now, being your mother, you know darn well she's still going to be blessed whether you said that or not. But did you really give them from the heart? God wants our blessings to come from the heart. He wants us to be a cheerful giver. Not just a dutiful giver, not just because we have to, but because we want to. And God loves someone who will offer their gifts from the heart. And these gifts, again, they can be offered regularly, but they need to be from the heart, a cheerful heart, not just because. Now, I do want to say that if you give or offer a blessing just because, somebody can still be blessed, but God wants to see it from our heart. So do we have opportunities to bless? That's the question. And I think God puts several opportunities before us. So let's put this a little bit in perspective. Let's say the average person, just average in Canada, lives to about 78 years old. On average you're going to meet three different people in a day on average. This means that the average person will encounter about 80,000 different people in their lifetime. You have the opportunity to bless 80 thousand people in your lifetime and you have the opportunity to bless them and impact them for God's glory or not as a Gems at your age you've probably had the opportunity to impact about ten thousand people in your lifetime already whatever we do, do it from the heart and do it for the glory of God So God gives us several opportunities, whether we're young or old, several opportunities to bless. There's an African proverb that states, if you think you're too small to be noticed, try sleeping in a room with a tiny mosquito. (laughs) Yeah. You can guarantee this tiny mosquito will be noticed. The point of the proverb is, if a mosquito can make a difference, you can make a difference. And you can make a difference for God's glory. Or you can make a difference for Satan's glory. You see, when we come into contact with people, we have several opportunities to make a difference for good or for bad. So may we bless people for God's glory and from the heart. So why do we bless? Well, we bless because our God does. And when God does this, when he blesses us, we just want to respond. Because our God has given us the greatest gift, the greatest blessing. And I I thought it was kind of cool when you girls asked about the cross, expecting probably a different answer than no, I'm imagining. But think about it. The cross is not a nice thing. It's a a torture. It's a a piece, it's a wood and torture. So some of the kids are probably thinking, no, the cross isn't. But God used the cross for good purposes. He used it for his glory, for his people. And we, we know the cross is a good thing. The cross, the empty cross of Jesus Christ. God has given us his son, Jesus Christ. There is no way... ...that we could possibly pay God back for this. And he doesn't expect that. But we can pay it forward. Blessing others allows us to respond to God's grace... ...and allows God's grace to flow through us to others. Everything we do is on account of what God has done for us... ...through his son Jesus Christ. Our giving is on account of God first giving to us. Our blessing is on account of God blessing us first... God extends his grace to his people. And blessing others is our act of worship. It's our response to God's grace. God has given so much to us. God has given us his one and only son. God gives us salvation. And he gives us his amazing grace. So we can bless others with physical needs. As you shared this morning in the children's message, with water. We are blessed with water. But not everybody is blessed with clean water. We can bless people with physical needs. The Bible is clear that we're called to share our possessions, to love our neighbors. Micah 6 verse 8. What does Micah 6 verse 8 say? To act, act justly, to, to love mercy, and, and to walk humbly them with them. our God. Micah 6 verse 8. Exactly. The Bible's quite straightforward on this. And if we give generously and cheerfully and justly, it allows people to eat. It allows people to be educated. It provides housing and even health care. We bless people with our offerings and we share things with others. We can also bless people not only with their physical needs, but also with the spiritual needs that are provided for. When we bless people from the heart, people will be able to see Jesus Christ in us. And when they see Jesus, they might ask questions. And then we get the opportunity to bless them with words of good news from Jesus. I did a hospital visit this week. And that person that I visited shared with me that he used the word bless in a group setting when he was in the hospital. And after the, the group meeting had taken place, another person came up to him and said, hey, I noticed you used the word bless. He just used the word bless. That's it. What did you mean? And this got into a discussion about the word. Just the word bless. And what Jesus has done for him. See what happens when we just use the word bless? Maybe even out of context. Maybe not. I'm not sure. But when we act out a blessing, people will see that it's Jesus in us we'll have the opportunity to share that. When we bless from the heart, we are blessing because of our response to God's blessing. And others will see this. And others will ask, why are you doing this? Why? Because Jesus loves me. And I love him. It's that simple. Through our blessings, physical needs will be met and spiritual needs will be met. Seeds of the gospel will multiply. We saw the video of the the water in the seed and how that seed grew into a big bush, a tree. Our blessings will multiply. God's grace and his blessings will be abundant throughout the world through God's people. Now, I want to say one final thing that doesn't specifically come out of this passage, but I think it's important to say. This comes out of the passage. That we are to be a blessing. But it doesn't talk about... What it doesn't say in this passage. We're to be a blessing. But it doesn't mean that we bless to exhibit power over people. I'm going to do this for you because I can. Or I'm going to do this for you because you're poor and I'm rich. It's not about power. Remember. A blessing comes from the heart. It doesn't come from the mind. I think when we start using our mind, we'll be using it wrong. Sometimes being a blessing means you have to receive a blessing. First of all, you have to receive a blessing from God. And sometimes we need to be able to receive blessings from others. And we're not always that good at that. We were at Sanctuary uh, London the other night, Sanctuary London is a place that provides healthy community and belonging to those who are impacted by poverty for those who don't know. And we heard a story from one of the uh, staff members about Blessing. And it was a very simple story. She was cleaning up the dishes and she was with this other community member. And insisting that she take his dishes too. Just wanting to be helpful, right? And she was and he said, "No, no, why don't I take yours?" And she said, "No, no, I'm going to take yours." And in fact, she said she grabbed them out of the guy's hands. Something very simple again. But she felt that it was her responsibility to do the dishes and took Opportunity for him to be a blessing to her away. So, yes, she was thinking she was doing good, but in fact, she wasn't. Now, the moral of the story is not that you guys have to find somebody else to do dishes every time, okay? The moral of the story is that we need to recognize when sometimes blessing others is receiving the blessing. And that's hard to tell sometimes. And it's hard for us because sometimes we're proud people. But sometimes we just have to allow others to bless us. And that might be somebody taking our dishes or it might be something else. God blesses others to also bless us. And when we fail to receive a blessing from others, we fail to allow that person to bless us. So, I love how this passage ends, though. Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. We celebrated the birth of this gift a little over four months ago at Christmas. We celebrated the death of this gift just a little over a week ago on Good Friday, and the living of this gift last week, Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. And we're given many blessings and many gifts, but this gift is indescribable. It is God's abundant grace and his love through his son, Jesus Christ. Of all the good gifts that God gives to us, and there's many, we sang 10,000 reasons to bless the Lord's name. It is God's abundant grace to his son, Jesus Christ, that he gives to us. He gives us Jesus. So how are we going to bless others with Jesus? When we're tempted to say, I can't, remember that God can, and he will bless us so that we can bless others. I close off these words of blessing from Psalm 67, verses 1 and 2. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us so that your ways may be made known on earth and your salvation among the nations. Together we say, Amen. Let's pray. Father God, you call us to be a blessing, and we bless because you have blessed us so richly. But sometimes it's difficult to bless, and sometimes people are difficult to bless. But Lord, through every circumstance, you are there with us, and you give us opportunities. So Lord, may each girl, each leader, each one of us today discern how more and more, we can be a blessing. How we can be obedient to you and follow you and your will for our lives and our church. Through the power of your Holy Spirit in us, may we not be tempted to resist what you call us to be. Thank you for your presence in each of our lives. Thank you for the indescribable gift of your Son, Jesus Christ. And we pray this all in his name. Amen.